Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. And this week, we listened to an album called Welcome to Molly by the artist Amadou and Mariam. Artists, I suppose. There are two of them. One yeah. of them is, is Amadou, and the other is Mariam. But together. As, as said, together they are Amadou and Mariam. And uh, yeah, so this... The, the why the why I don't I don't have the why for you the why is because I wanted to do this this album the how I suppose I found out about them via this is gonna sound really bad it, well not really it's not gonna sound bad it's gonna sound lame for me but they were featured in a song by Sophie Tucker who for those who don't know are like a, a house musician duo but it's like the super mainstream like ultra music kind of house music anyways they started streaming a lot over the last year so i've been watching a lot of sophie tucker they released a new song with uh amadou and miriam and i was like i like this so i'm gonna check out where they came from to see what kind of vibes they got and now we're here listening to one of their albums pretty cool which is is not not a house album by any means i, I kind of expected that going out i mean this the album's called welcome to molly so i expected it to be some kind of like african world music kind of stuff i didn't really expect what, what i got but uh we'll we'll talk about that yeah we'll, and it, it's we'll molly it. the the country in africa yes. not molly like a girl molly or molly like the, the name yeah, for a man. drug <laughs> yeah no molly the, the the african country the west african molly yeah it also still sounds like it could be a drug calling it west african molly but yeah the, oh the, the country the country yeah. of Mali, where Amadou, Amadou, and Mariam, uh, presumably, originated from and reside. Also, get sure. ready to hear a bunch of mispronounced words. By the way, oh yeah, so many and horrible segues because <laughs> the uh, the primary language in Mali is French, and uh, most, if not all, of the song, well, I guess not all of the song titles. Several of the song titles are in French. Some of them, I'm also not sure if they're actually French or if they're, they're like. An it's, African it's, subculture, like okay. So the the language I did some research because I was like, this isn't French. Parts of this are not French. Yeah, you're more curious than I. I can at least recognize French and know some yeah. French, <laughs> but so apparently also the the like national language of Mali is Bambara. I think is how you would pronounce it. So it's like it's like their language, and then I guess since you know just fucking every other country just took parts of africa of course <laughs> there's there's french thrown in there because the f french are one of the people that laid claim to part of that continent so yeah yeah and there, there's a lot of like cultural references in this album to some of the more i guess native uh, ethnic groups and stuff which is cool but we will get to that as they come up i suppose as if i have done significant research for this album i have not and i kind of feel bad about it but also i don't because that's not how i listen to music yeah. So we're going to get into it. The first track is Sabali. Uh, I don't really know. How, I didn't look up the English translations of these. I should have. It would have been easier to segue. But so, we're, we're just going to plow through them. Sabali means patience. Patience. That makes sense. Given yeah. the song's lyrical content. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. Fucking. I had no idea what to what to make of this whenever you... Uh, <laughs> you recommended it. And it's because I don't listen to... I mean, I try... To listen to like worldly music music from other mm -hmm. other countries and stuff but it's it's hard whenever you're in i don't know like uh, the, 
I don't get a lot of music recommended to me that is outside of at least the North American European. It's right. even like Latin music is regularly like recommended to me. African music and like a lot of traditional Asian music are two types of music that just do not ever get. They don't end up in my recommended list ever. Well, so you should listen to more of it. You should it seek does. it out more. I should seek it out more. That's what we're doing here with this album. (laughs) I shouldn't be a lazy music listener. So uh, this this came on, and it starts off with just some vocals, and then like a light, boppy, electric, electronic intro. And I was not expecting that because I was expecting it to be like, I don't know, like I was expecting more like traditional music. I mean, I saw him with a guitar on the cover. I was expecting like a modernized version of it, but I was not expecting like. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, like electronic. And then like, it comes in with these, like this pretty cool, like arpeggiated electronic part that comes in towards like the second half of the song. There's these really high pitched vocals and it almost sounds like you'd hear it on like a slightly older gorilla song or something. Yeah. Speaking of, I feel like it, it, there was a filter applied to this album. Uh, last time Joey and I spoke, after recording the last episode, I stumbled onto the wiki page of Welcome to Molly, and we found out that Damon Albarn of Gorillaz actually helped produce this album. So knowing that was maybe a mistake, but I, it, it kind of gave me a filter of which to view the album that makes some of this remind me of Gorillaz in some weird backwards fashion. But the sound of this album is still distinctly different. I would yeah. not confuse any of this for Gorilla's music, but like knowing that that Damon Albarn worked on the album kind of gives me some like some ideas of like oh that 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 feels like Damon's touch kind of a thing going. Yeah, on. you you can definitely hear the producer credit for sure once you once you kind of go into it with that mindset. But uh, hearing this song actually made me go back and check out their previous album, which uh, pardon my uh, my pronunciation. But Jap- she said, "Pardon my French." <laughs> pardon, I should have said, "God damn, pardon my French." Je right I'm guessing is how you pronounce that. And uh, you know, it doesn't really sound too much like this song. But I listened to quite a few songs on that album, and it sounds more like what I expected. So, yeah. and I mean, I still liked it a lot. I like this song a lot, but it it gave me a more a bigger appreciation for kind of the collab with Damon Albarn as the producer mm-hmm. and then uh, Amadou and Mariam as like the actual musicians bringing where it was just kind of like they were writing super cool songs and then Damon brought like a little flair to it. It, yeah. it just seemed like a cool team. I agree. And man, the instrumentation throughout this whole album is phenomenal. They've got, they have a ton of shit packed in to every song and, and it's, it's like you said, it's kind of taking some of the traditional African roots, I guess, for a lot of it and, and modern modernifying it. But it to, it's to such an extent that they've really made like a modern, almost like pop album. There's a lot of like rock elements, but yeah, it's totally not what I had in mind uh, when I came in through it. But I, I can't say I'm upset with it. I do have an overarching complaint, I think, with this album. But we'll get to that as as, as it comes up. <laughs> Lyrically, the song... Uh, so we mentioned that most of the songs are French titled or other African. I've, I've already forgotten the word that you, you gave. Bombara. Bombara. Um, 
in in language the, the lyrics are also split between the same um french and, and bombara i suppose but this one um it it's the song felt like kind of a general vibe set and it, it's about like having fun making music and, and the love of sharing that music with the audience and then it kind of pivots into a more like specific love song i think but in in the spirit of just having fun and making music i'm not gonna like tear it apart and say like that's kind of a weird shift although that seems to be a recurring theme yeah i feel like a lot of the songs on this album maybe don't have focus when it comes to lyrics but that could also just be like a translation thing yeah like that's kind of that was i guess touches on something that i was kind of confused at certain parts about it didn't happen to me so much in this song necessarily like it wasn't as jarring but there were definitely times where i was like what like you yeah it seems like earlier in the song they were singing about something and then the second part of the song is like the opposite almost Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah yeah i I don't know i was running some of these through google translate so really it it might be my fault (laughs) (laughs) yeah i found a website that had most of the lyrics translated so i got got lucky with that but uh yeah take what our, our criticisms of the lyrics with a grain of salt because obviously we're not native speakers and a lot of th- times things get lost in translation. Speaking of lost in translation, um, ce n'est pas bon. You Is know, that how it's pronounced? I, maybe. <laughs> I know I know the EST doesn't really, it's not nest. So right, right. That's, that's about Track number two, ce n'est pas bon. That, that doesn't sound French to me, but it do- that's what it, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying it is. Yeah. You could say, this- can nest pas bon. <laughs> exactly exactly that's the american pronunciation yeah but yeah uh track number two it's it's a bit more rocky it brings in this distorted guitar it's kind of crunchy that i like uh it keeps some of the synth elements that were brought in in the first track it's got a lot of layered vocals that are really great this song introduces i guess amadou's voice and it just it has just a specific like african feel to it with the the choral arrangement of the vocals that permeates this whole album that i really like and, and the song feels really really gritty in in some ways and I, I enjoy it yeah i feel like not not that i don't really appreciate the uh instrumentation on this album but i feel like they could have done a just vocal album and i would have been all for it because yeah. the vocalizations the the layered vocals on here are just so good i like their voices and how they work together but um yeah dude it's this is more of what I was expecting whenever I, I guess, first pictured the album in my mind whenever you recommended it. It was mm. more like a modern take on what I would have imagined, I guess, African music to sound like. So Yeah, and I think they capture that well. I think they, they do it good justice of, of finding a balance throughout this album. I'm super into it. Yeah, and... This is like this whole thing is so completely out of my wheelhouse. I don't even know what <laughs> what is normal and what is not. So, That's true. Uh, That's but true. I like it. It sounds really cool. And uh, there's like a marimba or something playing a super cool melody. Other note, note like 3.0. I'm gonna say a bunch of like instruments that are probably the wrong instrument. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't hold me to that. Yeah, I called out one instrument by name specifically on this in, in my notes this whole week, but I, I've noted instruments in several several occasions. Yeah, lyrically, this one is entirely in French, and luckily the point is pretty clear. There's not it's not like a super lyrically dense song 
where I mean the the actual title of the song means it's not good and they're pretty much just criticizing politics talking about all the the dumb shit in politics that is not good that directly works against the people who are being affected by the politics yeah and it, it's just shitting on on politicians for being so petty and two-faced and corrupt and, and selfish and stuff and it's kind of the the big th- one of the big themes on this album is like peace and unity and acceptance and this is kind of putting that to the front by kind of i guess criticizing the opposite and, and talking about how we're so divided by politics because of greed and corruption and and all that all that good fun stuff that people love to sing about yeah dude we need that's why we need anarchy we need to we need to bring (laughs) uh amadou and mariam and johnny hobo together yeah and that'd be a wild collab (laughs) i I would listen to that album i don't think i would like it but i would listen to it for sure i'd listen to it so fucking much (laughs) i'd listen to it more than that uh that Mumford and Sons album that they just like randomly fucked off to South Africa and did an album, a folk album with a bunch of South African artists. That, that, now that sounds cool, but yeah. I've also not heard that. So, well, maybe we will eventually. Maybe and sometime. Until then, we'll just have to keep listening to this album. So on to, on to Magasa, Magosa. Magasa. Track number three, Flying Through It. This one has, this one kind of took a, an additional step where you said like the last one felt more like what you expected. This one kind of came in more with the percussion and the wind instruments that felt more like world quote unquote world music as we label it here in America. It's got a good (laughs) groove to it, but there's, there's not a lot of like super remarkable bits to, to it for me. Yeah. That's the thing. It kind of started to fall into, I guess not really the trap, but it like they found their groove, I guess with this song or they found, not found their sound, but the sound kind of didn't vary too much once they right. hit the, this song specifically, where it's like they found their super groovy drum beat. They, that, whatever that cool wind flute instrument that came in, mm-hmm. I'm digging it, man. And that's kind of like, yeah, this is where I would have expected it to go. It's nothing's blowing me away. Although there is a super cool solo in there but I yeah, don't for sure. know for the life of me what that stringed <laughs> instrument is. And I, I tried looking it up and I just, you know, couldn't find it. So I'm not going to, I don't know what it is, but it sounds cool. And I like that there's a solo in there. So yeah. I'm not going to complain about it. There's, there's a lot of solos on this album and a lot of cool instruments on this album. And that's something that is, is going to be the case throughout every song. Pretty much. They, they just, the instrumentation is really cool. Lyrically, I feel like this one maybe was lost in translation a little bit, but from what I was getting, it seemed to be like a story about a man who left his life behind without telling anybody. And then that caused his wife to fall into some bad ways. And I, it wasn't clear if she was talking about herself when she's writing the song, or if she's talking about someone she knew, or if it's just a story, there are some later songs that kind of tie into similar themes that I was picking up on, but I'm still not a hundred percent sure if it's, it's more like allegory or if it's like a literal reference. Yeah. That's one thing I was wondering about. Cause Amadou and Miriam are married in real life, which it's crazy. They're both blind and they met at like a school for the blind mm-hmm. and joined a band together and they're married. So I didn't know if like some of the songs were about each other, but there right. was, there was talk of some strife in some of the songs 
And I didn't know if that was like a literal thing or if they were stringing along a narrative. But uh, yeah, I was trying to figure it out. But I, yeah, I kind of feel like I again, this is a total dart thrown in, in the dark at a dartboard 5000 miles away. But it, it kind of made me wonder if they were taking like traditional folk songs or like parables or, or things like that from their area, from their upbringing and kind of spinning them into songs. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. For I'm all I know. Him. If you're listening, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Get in contact. <laughs> Shoot us an email. You know? Because that's, uh, that's, that's what we're all about here at Feedback Loop is in, in interacting with the artists. Yeah. And uh, also, whenever you're emailing us, feel free to throw in a translation for the next the next word, Jama. Jama. Even I though feel like I knew what this one was. It, it means people, I'm fairly certain. Because that, that tends to be, whenever I look at the translations, what, what it equates to. But, you know, I didn't. I couldn't figure out how to segue, so I just acted like I didn't know what it meant. So Hey, not knowing how to segue is a segue in itself. Jama, track number four, starts off with this kind of like looping, crackly record uh, that's playing some like groovy disco. And then it blends in some, some kind of like reggae-ish vibes. And it's a really great feeling. I like the sound. They do a lot of that throughout the album of just having kind of like traditional like hip hop kind of beats and stuff mixed with like reggae. I feel like there's a lot of like reggae inspiration in some of their and a lot of their songs, I should say. Um, there's a really cool little change up in the song that they throw in a couple times towards the end that, that spice things up that just kind of like resets momentum a little bit. But it's a nice, nice little flair. Yeah, throws it in like a halftime feel or something for a second. Yeah. But it's just just short enough to not really like drag the song along, but it just changes Yeah, and it doesn't derail enough. it. It just kind of like it catches you off guard for a second and then it goes right back into the song. Speaking of like the hip hop reggae like mashup thing, I meant to mention this on track one, but parts of this album kind of reminded me of uh, the Nas and Damian Marley album. Hmm. And... I've not listened to that, but I'm aware that it exists. You should. And it kind of blew my mind because, okay, so Sabali sounded kind of familiar. Apparently, Nas and Damian Marley did like, not, they sampled it, but by sampled it, I mean kind of just like used it as the entirety of a beat for a song that they did. And I was like, that's where that came from. But yeah, it's cool. Super cool. That is super cool. Um, this out this song though also speaking of super cool things I actually kind of like I like the lyrics on this one it just seems to be about like not letting life get you down when things aren't really going your way and to like believe that everything will come around in time especially there's the last line is just time itself is temporary and I don't know just like that line stuck with me I mean yeah. I th- I'm fairly certain it is in a different language, but just whenever I read it while listening to the song, I was like, that, that's pretty cool. For sure. It's it's a lot to, to ponder on and, and philosophize about. I do think it's weird. The song is mostly <laughs> positive, but it kind of takes a dark undertone where she, they, they mentioned like a man starts to feel the tedium of, of a marriage not working. If a woman starts to feel the tedium of a marriage that's not working. And that was kind of this, this dark undertone that I think, permeates a few of the tracks is that that kind of like what you mentioned where we're not really sure if they're referring to themselves or 
if it's just a story kind of a thing but the the amount of times it comes up is kind of kind of unsettling for me but it could just be a translation thing yeah or it just could mean that they're like i don't know maybe they're more open about it's true there's like, their struggles as being yeah. a married couple because i mean it's not like that's not something that happens to like literally sure. every married couple but <laughs> i guess you just yeah. usually don't. i mean yeah and, and the point of the song is saying like look if you're starting to feel like your marriage is not working like don't let that bum you out it's something that happens so you'll you'll get through it because everything is temporary kind of a thing even life even life even time itself even my understanding of juru the, the word that is the title of the next track that is temporary what is what does track number five juru translate to Jay? i don't know my understanding of it was pretty temporary i read it once earlier and now i don't remember it <laughs> so be it <laughs> track number five drew dj U R U is how it is spelled for anybody else uh, out there but uh this one has a lot of cool textures and vibes throughout it I, I really dig the track it's got some rocky stuff it's got some more like traditional african instruments in it and it's got those kind of like hip-hoppy beats underneath their their kind of uh layered vocals and stuff that just every, everything comes together very well this one for like introduced also a guitar tone that i really like where it's like this mm-hmm. this super bassy electric guitar tone that's kind of punchy in the way that like a a western guitar like electric guitar or like a a bond movie electric guitar yeah. is or something and it just sounded super cool uh it, it just brought like a whole new feel to it that i didn't feel in the first few tracks yeah i, I like the guitar tone again it, it gives it kind of that 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 rocky vibe that that i kind of i was surprised to get from this album lyrically this one i felt was another kind of strangely ominous one yes where, where she they're singing about like keeping your word and paying your debts on time and it, she they're they go through this list of like hey if you do this on credit you got to pay them back you got to do this if you pay if, if you borrow from this person pay them back don't don't deal with it but then they also turn it around and say if you don't pay them on time like don't be ashamed of it don't fight with them yeah, that yeah, like they don't really they don't really offer a solution to that. It's like, eh, don't worry about it if you don't. This was the one where like the juxtaposition of the first and last <laughs> lyrics was just so off that I was just like, I don't understand. And I can under like I can kind of understand it where they're saying like, don't let it be the end of the world. Like, do your absolute best yeah. to to pay your debts back on time. But just like the whole song is so matter of fact where it's like, and once again, this could <laughs> be a very, translation It's very thing. specific. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's listing like literally everybody. Like it's, it's like they just walked down the street and found all their neighbors and was like, okay, what kind of person are you? You that kind of person? If, if you take a loan from them, pay your debts on time. If you take yeah. a loan from that fucking dude over there, pay your debts if, on time. If you buy meat from the butchers, pay them back. If you buy fish yeah. from the fishers, pay them back. It's, if you ride a car five towns specific. over to buy your clothes, <laughs> definitely pay that shit back on time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's very strange. And I feel like a lot of that is due to, to translation being difficult, but it's, it's, it's almost humorous. I think to me, yeah. the, we, we have such a, a strange juxtaposition and, and kind of an ominous tone of like having all of these debts to all of these different people that you're, that you're worrying about paying back. 
Yeah, it kind of sounds like a government loan officer who's like (laughs) reading out a contract to you that's like, no matter where you borrow this money from, you you better pay this back on time. (laughs) We will find you. (laughs) But then at the end, they're like, but really don't worry about it. I mean, like, it's like student loans where they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll defer them until you, you're out of school. But then like, at the out of school time comes and they're like, Oh, Oh shit, dude, you better fucking pay us back right now. We're not, we're not loaded. What do you think we are? The government? What do you think? we? (laughs) You think we can just spot you with that kind of money? (laughs) Trillions of dollars in debt. We don't have enough money to pay for anything. I'm more in debt than you are. dude. (laughs) (laughs) Track number six, moving right along. Uh, Jete Kife. Kif. Kif? Kif, Kif Croker, a, assistant lieutenant to Captain oh. Zap Brannigan from Futurama. Sure, I'm sure that's what that song is about, and not a French word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Futurama lately, and I just had to yeah, throw it in uh, there. Because we'll literally every time I read it, I'm just like, Kif, yeah, the it's green it. guy. <laughs> it's Kif, it's French. Kif. I feel like every, like, whenever I actually try to do a French accent... I feel like everything I'm saying is mean or like derogatory in some way. Je te kiffe. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, it's the way it flows off of my lips. My American lips. <laughs> yeah. This one, it starts off with a gentle, gentle key part and like some cleaner guitar coming in over the top of it. Like, but the vocals on this one are like right in your ear. Yeah. Right, they're right up. They're speaking directly <laughs> into your brain. And, yes, uh, I, I, I literally wrote, part of me is repelled by the dense slash wide layered vocals, which is similar to my reaction to, to the Jacob Collier album we mm. did. It kind of hits a very similar thing. I don't think it's overdone in this track. Fortunately, I, I think they, they do it briefly and then they move on and then they kind of bring it back and then move on. So it's not like unbearable. But I think it's it's just something about it being so close and so like filling in my ears. I don't listen to ASMR stuff either. Yeah, it just it it makes me physically like cringe. I just can't stand that stuff. I feel that, and luckily it's only this one features has a feature on it. Juan yeah. Rosoff, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. Um, I I think it's only whenever he is singing mm-hmm. that it it does that that has that effect. So I, I'm I'm sure it's intentional, and not just a mixing error. But for yeah, sure, it, sure. I'm 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 right there with you about ASMR. It, it gives me the skeeves. It <laughs> feels weird. Yeah, but <laughs> but you know the rest of the song, like it starts to feel a little bit more rock and roll, which is kind of like it doesn't it doesn't go so far that it doesn't keep the nice and gentle and cleaner feel from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it, it keeps it restrained, like it never goes too far, but you can you can feel it. It's like, uh, I'm guessing Amadou's the guitar player, because he's yeah, he's the guy that has the guitar on, on the cover. Uh, it's just, it's stereotyping. I'm sorry, the guy holding the guitar. It's not, assuming, it's I'm not stereotyping. He's the guitar. <laughs> it's, it's an educated assumption. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, I'm guessing it's him. And I feel like he, he just wants to rock. Like, I feel like that's, yeah. because every, you can just hear it kind of coming in creeping in whenever he's playing guitar and he's really good at it and i like yeah. it a lot and so i just like to hear it come in even on tracks like this where it's a little bit more restrained but he's just like yeah i'm just Getting gonna it. throw in a little <laughs> bit of this it's yeah cool. just leakage just everywhere riffing riffing all over the place yeah which is good for him yeah. lyrically 
it's another like generally positive song with vibes about like picking your friends well and, and being loyal to them and, and loving them no matter where you are or what happens was the translation that I got from it. That's exactly what I got from it. And Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> just about keeping, keeping good people close to you and loving those people. So Hell yeah. Moving right along. Track number seven. <laughs> Masitalade. Um, how do they, I, I, I don't know. They say I, it in the song and it, they say it so much in the song and it, it's, I, it's, what it's does gone. it mean? What I feel it like mean? it's, I feel like it's someone's name was that, the conclusion okay. that I came to. Okay. Cause I think they they were, they were telling a story about a person. Ma- Masitalade. Masitalade. Taladi. That sounds Italian. It's this one's another kind of like vibey islandy rock song kind of thing with it's got a lot of good like driving motion to it, and I really like how they they blend the kind of like happier, I guess quote unquote islandy is what I, what I said <laughs> instruments with the the crunchier rock sound of Amadou just getting it with his guitar. Yeah, dude. And speaking of getting it with his guitar, he's got a solo on here, a pretty cool solo, and I like it. That's that's about that was my main note. Like there there comes a point where it's like yeah. I kind of know what sound to expect from them for sure. <laughs> but uh, I like it. It's a super cool sound, and I'm definitely going to integrate this this song or this album into my my casual listening once I can pull myself out of the muck that I've been trudging around in lately. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that, man. Hopefully next week we'll get to trudge around in some together. I'm kind of, yeah. kind of looking forward to that. Hopefully. Because Lyrically, <laughs> this one, uh, this one again, hit on that kind of recurring theme of a failed marriage, but it seems to be telling like about, uh, about it's telling someone that threw their life away, perhaps the same person from before that they can redeem themselves. And that they can they can come back from this and and restore themselves with a caveat that they have to kind of do it themselves. No one else is going to fix their life for them. Is the vibes that I got? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got. Like she, he or she, I don't know. For some reason, I a second ago I didn't even know what Massey Talati meant. Yeah, and now that I know it's a name, I immediately I, I don't. You don't know it's a name. That's just the assumption that I have. If if I heard it as a name, I would attribute it to a woman. So I was about to say she, and then and then I was like, I don't know. That could be a, a guy's name. That could be a they's name. I don't fucking know, dude. It's true. It, it's it just, says your wife left you, so I assumed male, but that's, well, that's on me. That's on yeah, me. That's on you, Jeremy. I'm flipping this on you, man. That's on me, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, 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 I pretty much got you. pretty much got what you uh, what you gleaned from this, and uh, I don't know, man. I don't know all these languages. You'd think, think I was from Africa the way I was. <laughs> I, I fucking I think you would feature Kanon on, on a track, track number eight called Africa. <laughs> I've heard of this guy before, the feature. I have not. You haven't? I've, I don't no. know if I've ever heard anything by him, but I'm. he's like a pretty pretty big well dude. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a rapper. He's like ca- Canadian Somalian, I think, is his... Uh dual ethnicity not ethnicity i I, th- I think he was somalian and then is now like a canadian citizen or something but damn french people man they're getting yeah, around dude. everywhere <laughs> that's probably why he moved to canada maybe yeah <laughs> already spoke french moved to quebec <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one has another kind of good mash of instruments and then styles this one kind of brings in uh, i was getting more like soul and big band vibes from this one that, that were kind of applied but it, it's it's just good 
all the instrumentation of it. The the only complaint about it is that it, it's not like a super standout track. Like a lot of these tracks just kind of hit the same hit the same stride. Like like you said in the last one, we kind of know what we're expecting at this point. Yeah, I do like the brass that comes in, or like I don't. It sounds like there's some sort of horns going on yeah. that give it like a reggaeton vibe. But for sure, is, is it reggaeton? Is or is that like the weird boom bap electronic? like latin music I, i'm I thinking it's mumbaton mumbaton okay i don't i don't know man i don't listen to music don't Dude. don't come at me acting like i have a podcast talking about music it's okay i like literally only listen to fucking sad core music now I, I, don't, <laughs> I feel like once i was like a butterfly that was spreading its wings all over the world and now i'm just like a rock that somebody tried to skip into a, a puddle mur- yes tried to skip on a murky lake and now i'm just sank to the bottom and there's like a catfish that's been on top of me for way Reggaeton, too long the definition is a form of dance music of puerto rican origin characterized by fusion of latin rhythms dance hall and hip-hop okay so yeah, it is kind of dance here i was probably thinking more close to dance hall than reggaeton because who fucking knows not i don't know dude this song has english in it though so it does. It has some English. It's not entirely in English, <laughs> but I'm guessing that's the Canon. Canon, I yeah, think. It's Canon. 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 I don't. With with the whole uh, apostrophe in there, I was thinking it was like Canon. Yeah, I don't I know my read, but I think he says Canon in the song. Okay. But, but speaking of those English lyrics, <laughs> I, I I couldn't actually get a translation for the non-English lyrics in this one and i i refused to go to google translate and waste my time with that but uh the vibe that i was getting from it from what i could make out was just saying it seemed like it was just like a love song to their continent being africa being and they, they kind of like make references to it as if they were a woman or a lover yeah pretty much it was uh it kind of brought in the the themes of unity like it was definitely a love song to africa saying some of the French parts were like in Africa, it's not just war in Africa. It's not just famine in Africa. There's solidarity, like talking about like, we're a lot more than the problems that get to get pushed to the rest of the world where we're, like that. we're our own unity. We're our own family here. There's the brothers and sisters all across. And, uh, I, it all... family. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but it was kind of like that. And it, it brought in the, we all need to kind of get along. Like we, it seemed to have a message of solidarity, not only for Africa, but also for the world at large as well, because, yeah, which because they need big messages. In yeah. This album. Yeah. There we go. Check number nine. Compagnon de la vie. De la vie. De la vie. Companion of life, which yes. marriage because they're married, maybe. That would make sense. This one is another, it's par for the course track. It's got a lot of guitars on this one. There were lots of layers of guitars. It's got some horns. It's got this fucking rock organ that Hell came yeah. out of nowhere and Damn fucking surprised straight. me. But uh, otherwise, it's not, not nothing nothing too wild. Yeah, this song, I will note, it reminded me of Superstitions by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> because of the, because of like the, the organ keyboard sound. Yeah. But, yeah Killed it, was, it though. Yeah, dude, definitely killed it. Uh, the song, it just seems to be about the person that the singer loves, a dedication to that person. So, it, yeah. yeah, it's a I pretty, mean, pretty, 
unexciting love song. <laughs> yeah, which all love songs are like, unless they're some sort of bittersweet or tragic love song. There's all not really all the heartbreak albums we've talked yeah. about. God, what what does that say? Like, I I don't know. Sometimes it, does, it, just... it says that America loves heartbreak. Heartbreak sells because it's relatable. Well, I mean, like, I don't even like regular heartbreak. Like, I mean, I guess I like Adele, but there's a lot of like. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna get into this. I just feel <laughs> I feel like I like super tragic heartbreak. Like a oh, crow, for sure. Like a crow looked at me is one of the most tragically heartbreaking albums. But I guess it's not. I don't like breakup albums. I like heartbreak albums. Right. I guess I'll, I'll make that distinction. You like the aftermath, not not. You don't like the songs to necessarily be literally about the heartbreak. Yeah. As much as the feelings that come after. I like the songs. Time. Yeah, the songs made from the broken people. Who have had their hearts broken, I guess. Which is all of us, man. All of us, man. All of us. We're we unis- need to join in, in union. <laughs> Unison. In Unison's new. No, no, no. Keziah Jones. Jones. I cannot speak. Keziah Jones is featured in this one. This one, again, nothing too crazy outstanding, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's got some cool, funky vibes, and I really like uh, Keziah's voice on this track. Kills it. Yeah. Me too. Um, the main thing that stands out to me is I tried to look up the lyrics on Genius. And Genius, you need to get your shit together, man. <laughs> because there's symbols and like the half of this fucking lyric is a copyright symbol. Like if you go to Genius and look up the <laughs> lyrics, it's, it's just a bunch of fucking C's I, and circles. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go to, to. I went to Genius at the first track, realized that I didn't want to have to click on everything to translate it. And I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm going to go find Luke somewhere else. So I did. And on that, uh, in that regard, I guess, this is the song seemed to just be like another song about peace and, and unity, which is, yeah. is cool, but it's not groundbreaking or anything yeah. for this album, even. Yeah. Yeah, this album, which, yeah, totally like the message. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to sound like a bunch of fucking bozos trying to trying to repeat ourselves so i feel like that might be an offensive segue to track number 11 bozos uh because the song is like a tribute to the bozo people which is like an ethnic group Jeez. okay edit that out jeremy fucking cut that out <laughs> it's staying in he didn't know it's fine but uh yeah i the song is is again it's it's more of the same however it has a Masenko in it, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's the only instrument that I sought out in this, because it's just some, like... It, it sounds like a jangly kind of cello vibe, and yeah. I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I couldn't tell if it was, like, a flute at first, some sort of, like, wooden flute, like, pipe or something, but I'm pretty sure it's a Masenko, which is, like, a single-stringed bowed lute kind of thing that's popular in, like, some African countries. Okay, because I just called it a groovy cello. I, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called a Masenko. I could be wrong, but well, I, I feel fairly confident in that. Well, I like it. I like the sound a lot. Uh, this one, as you could uh, tell by my fucking tasteless segue, <laughs> I had no idea what the lyrics were talking about because Google Translate does not recognize Bambara. Yeah, so. <laughs> they don't recognize any of the things that I, I, I did brave. But, but yeah, th- it seemed like the lyrics on the site that I was using had some of it translated and I kind of did some research from that. Cause I was like, there's no way that this is just literally calling people bozos because yeah. of the way that they're using it. Like the translated lyric I was getting is, is like bozo with a noble 
Bozo the Brave, Bozo the Lion of the Water, which is what the Bozo people are known for. They're they're renowned for their fishing. They're very like they're like a fisher tribe. I don't think tribe's the right word. I'm sorry, we're stupid Americans. But the Bozo people, they're like an ethnic group uh, in Mali that are renowned for being fishers. So the song is just like it. It some points it calls like family names of the Bozo people. And other times it's just like giving them like titles, like the noble, the brave and stuff like that. Just kind of respecting their peoples, I suppose. Well, that's a, that's a really fucking noble song. So I feel, uh, feel kind of like a dumb person. You feel like a bozo, but, but not, not in the respectable bozo way. Yeah. But you know what, Jeremy, since you show me the light, I guess I'll follow you. Oh, I, I follow you. Yeah, you can follow not me to track, to, to track number 12. Yeah. Called I Follow You. Dude, this song's <laughs> it's an English. English one. <laughs> yeah. To that point, the, this is the first song that's completely in English. It has some nice strings and piano, which stands out on this album, which makes me think that maybe this was intended to be like the big like Western-friendly single for this album to try and like get more attention, which, which is unfortunate that it had to happen. Yeah. But I think that was the vibe. Well, I think Sabali definitely did a better job of that. I agree. Because that song just fucking jams. It like, does. <laughs> and that's what really matters. It does. I the, I don't really vibe with the song too much. It's not a bad song, but I definitely agree that it, it, stand, it feels out of place. And with it being all in English and with some of those deviations that felt markedly Western, it, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just soft and sweet. Like, and I'm not soft or sweet. I yeah. mean, I'm soft in like a fat and squishy way. But. Definitely. <laughs> that I was about to make that same observation about myself, so I'm glad you said it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a pretty simple love song, again, about kind of following your lover wherever they go, which, again, nothing crazy or, or groundbreaking. Well, maybe we can uh, have that in the background whenever we're taking our trip over to Mali. And that way, whenever we step off the plane and they go, welcome to Mali, we'll at least know some of the local music. Yeah. Welcome to Mali being the name of this album. And, and also, also the name track of track 13. 13. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let it hang there a little bit. You, you're scaring me, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, scaring me. This Jeremy, scaring me. Anyways, this one has, it goes back to the kind of more groovy rock vibes that we, that we've kind of established throughout the rest of the album i mean it's a title track makes sense that this is kind of trying to get that unified sound yeah it kind of came back with the the superstitious sound that i was talking about (laughs) are you superstitious about where they got their their riffs and melodies i am dude i just made this fucking connection that they're both blind yeah i I wasn't gonna comment on that i felt like maybe maybe that was some like internal like bias or something that was coming up it's an internal struggle that i need to fucking deal with before i start talking on this podcast again it's (laughs) fine we'll never release this episode right making segues about fucking a whole ethnicity of people no it's good people people make mistakes people people fuck up just be an example recover bounce back be better joey but you know me i don't learn from anything I've never once bettered myself in my life. <laughs> just maybe, kinda... maybe you should go talk to your mother, which in in their language of, of Bambara, I believe, is Batoma. Is that what it... I thought it was just a name. 
shit, dude. What? I'm just fucking. I'm not a hundred percent. Don't 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 throw it throw in the towel just yet. That okay. was my interpretation because it. I, I feel like at some point in the lyrics that I have translated, it did translate to mother, but they only did it once, and the rest of the time they were saying Batoma. But even in the in the context of the song, it kind of felt like it it would, it would fit. I don't know. I I could be way off the mark, but I'm confident. So I'm sticking with it. Even if, I'm <laughs> if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments for sure. But uh, that was that was what I I stuck with on that. Uh, it has a lot of energy. I I think it's a great inclusion for late in the album. This is the second to last track, so I, I feel like it had that kind of big ending energy, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And honestly. I like this song more than I like the next song. So I agree. Oh, well, I agree wholeheartedly. And this was, I, I kind of fucked up this week. YouTube. Well, okay. YouTube music fucked me because <laughs> they have three different versions of this album. The primary one only has 14 tracks. So this whole week I've been listening to the 14 track version of the album. And then I noticed today when I was writing my notes that it said it had 15 songs but the track listing only showed showed 14. So I, I went to one of the other versions and saw that there were, not only is there a 15th song, but there are two different track 16s as well that were bonus tracks uh, in addition. So track 15 was a total surprise for me. But yeah, this one, track 14 had the kind of good ending energy, I think, for me before track number 15, Sebeke. Yeah, dude. This one, uh, it threw me for a, a loop. So, like, all the songs on this album are between, like, three and a half minutes, four minutes. This one, I was just looking. Like, I, I whenever I start writing my notes at the beginning of every week, I kind of make a template where I just write out, like, the, the number of tracks. And then I put mm-hmm. the, the, the length next to it. And I got to this track. And I was like, oh, like all the other tracks. Three, three minutes, 30 seconds, four minutes, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. this, this track's 11 minutes and 41 seconds long. And I was like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? And I was Turns, like, it's a hidden track. Yeah. Yeah. It's which all the whole way up to this, I was listening to these three and a half, four minute songs. Like what the fuck are they going to do on an 11 minute track? <laughs> yeah. What, what's going on in this 11 minute track? What they write a rock opera? Are they writing like twenty one twelve or something? Is this Hell gonna... yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's a hidden track. There's like three minutes of silence in the middle of it. <clears throat> yeah. The, the song kind of carries over some of that, in, the strong ending energy from Batoma, but it, it didn't have the same feel. I didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, the hidden track is cool, but I, I don't know if it was needed. And that is my big complaint. I think with this album is that it's so, so much longer than I feel is necessary. I feel like they had some good ideas and then they kind of just like rode on those same ideas. I feel like this could be an eight track album and I would be completely satisfied with it. I agree. In the in the way that Nansamon could have cut trimmed the fat off of the length of some of its seven songs, I feel like this could have trimmed the fat by just taking some of the tracks off. Yeah, agree. I also couldn't find a translation for either of the final bits of of the song for Sebeke, so I'm not really sure what uh, what the song's about. Yeah, I couldn't find a translation for the the uh, like the first half, other than just like the French parts. I mean, there's like those parts, but then I couldn't even find 
the non-translated lyrics of the second part on the websites that I was using. So Yeah, unfortunately I picked a, a bad album for lyrical analysis, it seems. Jeez, Jeremy. For us non-native speakers. I can't but if you have it. the lyrics, you know, drop them in the comments, let us know, or link us, send us a message, tell us where we can find them, or if you have issue with things that we've said. I just, I don't know. I feel like this wasn't a bad pick. I think it was good. I enjoy discovering this kind of music and, and getting out there and listening to foreign music. But I feel like maybe that's also part of it is that because it is foreign, it's less easy for me to sit down and listen to at length. And that's like, we did the, the call Carmona EP last year. That was only a handful of songs and it was relatively short. I think it was like a 15 minute EP or something. And that's a good segment of time dedicated to listening to foreign music. But I think when it gets up, this, this album's an hour long. Like, yeah, hearing hearing this kind of music for that kind maybe it's just because of my western ears that it all kind of like it felt samey it felt repetitive it it felt like it wasn't really going anywhere and i had gotten the point halfway through the album yeah i also like i do agree with that i also think that i don't know whenever i listen to i can listen to an average or even above average like album from like Western music art art something in my wheelhouse. And mm-hmm. I, ev- I can at least have stuff to say about it or stuff to kind of relate it to. Cause I have some context to it. My entire life has been spent listening to what I would imagine are the inspirations to the person that's created this album stuff that is like kind of the same. So I have other things to compare it to. I can like, yeah. And I'm living this, this, semi-living whatever experience they're talking about surely so like i i have context for all of it and whenever we get into music especially music that's so far removed from my world experience i don't have all that context so i don't catch the nuances that somebody who's living in mali like that's true listening to this is like getting so. Yeah, I feel like even just listening to this album in Mali has such a different vibe, probably. Yeah. Even even as a foreigner, like if you were to go to Mali and listen to this, I feel like some things would click more than others. But more than they would without it. The music really fucking jammed. It so. does. It's it's a cool album. I definitely recommend it. I might check out their previous album. You said that it had a pretty distinct feel to yeah. it. So maybe I'll I'll give that a peek as well. What are we doing next week though? Okay, so next week we're um, we're doing an album by a band called Basement, Basement, and the the album is called Color Me in Kindness, all one word, Kindness. and it's got a U in color because I maybe they're British, I don't know, but it's Color Me in Kindness. Cool, I am down to clown. Hopefully, we get some of that bog water <laughs> that you've been wading through, but uh, I, I guess we'll see next week. Bog Stand water. Bye. <laughs> Stay in our bottom water. <laughs> <laughs>